welcome back to Write Damn It with me, Zoe Richards, your host. This is the podcast for writers of all kinds who maybe get stuck with your writing. This podcast will help you get unstuck and help re-motivate you so that you get the writing done. Episode 59. And today is about which way are you motivated? Now that might sound really strange, but let me explain where I'm coming from. This week, my editor had written a note about something that she loves in my novel. And it's a reference to, are you running to something or are you running away from something? And my response to her was, well, actually, that's something I use a lot in coaching to get people to think about whether you're running towards something or away from something. What is it that's actually motivating you? And after responding to Jasmine saying that, I realised, actually, I've not shared this with you. So this is just quite a small thing in the process of understanding motivation and what motivates you. But it's actually quite a critical thing. Let me give you an example. Quite often, people who do two things, such as have a day job that they're paid for and have a hobby that they absolutely love, like writing, You often find people saying, oh, I just want to give up the day job and I want to do this full time. And I see a lot of this on social media where people say, I want to be a full time writer. I'm fed up with work. I just want to write all the time. I see it with people in other kinds of hobbies as well, where they want to go to the hobby as a full time job. Now, first off, I've got to say, be careful what you wish for, (laughs) because often you find that the thing you're doing as a hobby, as a form of release, as a, a way of escaping from what you do for a day job, when that becomes your day job, if you're motivated in a way that is about running away from something, what you can find is that you are in exactly the same place of not enjoying something when you're then doing your hobby as a full-time job. And you often find that people are dissatisfied because the hobby doesn't give them the fulfillment that it gave them as a form of release. So now you've got to look for another form of release or alternatively, it's that thing of deciding to step back and go back into what the day job is. Now, I've done that in the past where I've been running away from something. I remember, gosh, it must be 15, 16 years ago now, possibly slightly more. I was in a job where I was so incredibly burned out and I was desperate to go into what my hobby was and my hobby was photography and so at some point along the journey of hating this job hating how burned out I was hating the stress that I was experiencing and the journey as well into work and also hating the fact that when I parked up Every morning as I parked up, I would go to the top floor. There was plenty of parking spaces on the multi-storey car park, but I would always drive up to the top floor where I'd get a view of the River Mersey and the, the skyline of Liverpool. And I would sit there and I'd cry for 20 minutes before being able to get out the car and go into work. I really had to persuade myself to get out the car. So I ran away from that job, literally ran away from that job into doing my hobby of photography as a full-time job. Because I was running away, 
I actually was depressed for quite a time doing the photography as it wasn't quite a full time job because I also picked up coaching and I did a little bit of consultancy as well within my professional field. But I was by and large a full time photographer at that point and it wasn't what I expected it to be. And I want you to think about this in terms of writing and writing full time. Are you motivated because you're trying to run away from something? Or are you motivated because you're running towards something? And the distinction is small but significant. Think about advertising. When you watch adverts, there are some adverts on TV that are about protecting you, keeping you safe from some negative scenario, from some kind of a pain point. And advertisers will advertise on the basis of pain. It's said that we've got two points that persuade us. One is a pain point, the other is a pleasure point, but actually there's a third as well, and that's the pleasure we gain from some form of pain. And what I mean by that is that some people enjoy, and it might sound weird to say this, but they enjoy being the victim. You just think now of somebody who you know they could easily stop being the victim, but they get lots of attention from being the victim. They get lots of attention from all these negative things going on in their life. So what they're doing is gaining pleasure. So having attention gives them a pleasure point. I noticed this with my mum at one point. After my dad died, she was really struggling to find her place in the world. And that's quite understandable. She actually said one day, I need to understand how to define myself as somebody without my husband. And I get that. That's a really strange place, particularly when you've been with somebody a long time. As she, you know, she'd been with him for well, since she was 13 and he was 15 and he died when he was 83, she was 81. So that's an awful long time within her life. But what she then started to do was fall into the victim mode because as the victim, she got attention. So she started having minor accidents and then got to a point where she was having some quite major accidents because, of course, she got attention, not just off me, but off people within the medical profession as well. So her pain brought her pleasure because she got attention. So if you think of that, that advertising is looking for are we doing something around pain and people being safe from that pain, being rescued from that pain? Or are we looking for the pleasure point? Or is it that thing of getting pleasure from the pain? An example is where you have things like um, toothpaste adverts. So you have the ones where it's all about making sure you don't get the caries. Equally, you have the ones that are about your teeth looking white and shiny. That's a pleasure point, isn't it? Rather than the negative of having, uh, having any caries or having fillings in your teeth. So advertisers absolutely know this well. You see it with the adverts that Marks and Spencer's started, I think it was back in 2007. So rather than advertising just here, look at the products we've got, look at the coat we've got to keep you warm in a cold winter's day. Instead, what they focused on was this isn't just food. 
this is M&S food. And they did it with all that sexy voice. I'm not even going to try it. I'm really not going to try it. But, you know, they did the sexy, very low toned voice of the woman speaking nice and slow. I'm trying it now, aren't I? She did the voice nice and slow, nice and sexy. And it was all about the pleasure of this isn't just food. This is M&S food. And the advert as well, the very first advert, it had slight sexual undertones of the way that the, I think it was chocolate sauce or something, was running out of the cake, uh, the pudding. So you can see how that was all about pleasure. Now let's think about your writing. So I would say at the point where I first started to write to the point of completing, it was all based around therapy for me. It was um, a bit of escapism. It was very much about I was keeping myself safe from pain. So my mum had broken her back. She needed me to care for her. It was a very difficult time because we were in lockdown as well. Um, I was having to make choices about spending time with her and then staying away from my husband who's got multiple sclerosis. And I apologise for any noises in the background right now because the dog who came to sit with me has decided she doesn't want to sit with me anymore. Let's see if we can finish this episode before she starts barking as well. So at that point with my writing and getting to a point where I was able to complete the writing, that was all based around therapy and escapism from a pain point. So my motivation was running away from something. Now, my writing is very much about running towards something. I want to achieve something. I reached a point where for me it was like, I want to be published. Honestly, writing previously had never really been about being published. I wanted to write a book. I kind of had this vague idea that when you wrote a book, you then got it published. But I wouldn't say I was motivated in my writing to get published. And then one day, that suddenly became my motivation. I was running towards something. And I then started to think about what my actions were to enable me to run towards getting published. So what I want you to do this weekend or next week is to just have a think about, are you doing the whole publishing journey or the writing journey because you're running away from something or are you genuinely running towards something? How much of what you're doing is then informing the actions you're taking? So if you're running away from something, you may well work differently than if you're running towards something. Now, that's not saying being motivated to run away from something is a negative thing. What you then need to do is think about what actions are you taking because you are running away from something? Is it therefore enough for you that what you're doing is writing? And whilst you see everyone else working towards a publishing journey, maybe it isn't everybody else, it just feels like it's everybody else, And you know what? Maybe it's okay that you are not working towards a publishing journey because the simple act of writing in and of itself is doing exactly what you need it to do for you right now. And that might release you from perhaps punishing yourself because you're not getting an agent, because you're not getting a publishing deal, because you've not yet finished to get to a place with a first draft or an edited draft where you can say, do you know what? What I'm working towards is getting published because actually your ultimate outcome is simply 
the escapism that your writing gives you. Equally, if you're running towards something, are the actions you're taking getting you to that place? Are they actually informing you to be able to achieve the goal that you're running towards? Or have you actually set a goal that you're running towards that's too far on? And what I mean by that is, I remember when I did decide what I want out of this is a publishing deal, I realised that at first I was aiming just for the publishing deal. And I had to come back from that and say, what are the steps? What are the phases towards getting a publishing deal? Well, the first phase is obviously writing the first draft. And that meant I had to find a way in which I would get that first draft done so that I could then edit it. So I just focused on, I'm writing a first draft that is the end of phase one. Then I was able to start focusing on what's the form of edit I'm going to do, because initially I thought editing was about typos and stuff, folks. So I had to learn that actually editing's a lot more than that. It's about understanding, have I got the structure right? And further on from that as well. I will actually do some more episodes around editing in the future. I'm going to talk to a couple of people for the In Conversation episodes so that you can learn more about that editing process. But if your phase two is then about doing that edit, Maybe you need to go on a course to help you understand editing. Maybe you need to go and look for some podcast episodes or get a book that is about editing. So this is all about understanding the phases that will then take you towards what you are running towards. And that way then you're able to take the right steps. If you're running towards is self-publishing, Go and learn about the journey of self-publishing. It's not enough to say, oh, I'm just going to self-publish and then one day have a process where you've completed the self-publishing. But, you know, you didn't do the editing process beforehand, so you've not self-published a novel that's going to sell. If your aim is to make masses of money off your writing, well, maybe you're going to have to learn a process that gets it so that you can write two, three or four books in a year so that you can earn masses of money off your writing. So hopefully you get what this is about, that understanding what motivates you, whether it's running away from or running towards something, helps you to know and understand what it is that you are doing, the phases you are following, and helps to free you from some of that annoyance, some of that punishing yourself, some of those regrets that maybe aren't even necessary to have in your life. So that's your challenge for this week. Start to notice whether you are running away from something. So perhaps you're burned out. And I always say when I'm coaching people in a career context, that you should never run away from burnout. Don't go and get a new job simply because you are burned out. Don't walk out on your job simply because you're burned out. Deal with the burnout first because you may find you're in the perfect job or you may find you can move on to the perfect job because you've removed the burnout first. If you are suffering burnout, by the way, I'd highly recommend doing some meditation, perhaps download something like the Calm app and use that to help you. In fact, there's loads on YouTube for free as well, so you don't need to get a purchased app. But the important thing here is to do something that helps you to meditate and come down from your burnout. And if you're working long hours for a job, I work in the NHS where there's lots of people who work ridiculously long hours. 
if you are in that kind of scenario, then maybe decide to take a lunch break. Something as simple as taking a lunch break can help you to deal with your burnout. And that lunch break, by the way, can be just 15, 20 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour long lunch break. It's just taking a break will help you deal with your burnout. So deal with your burnout before you run away from a job or you run away from the burnout situation. So there's your challenge for this week. Check out whether you're running away from or whether you're running towards and check in with whether your actions you're taking with your writing are the ones that fit with whether you're running away from or running towards. And honestly, I highly recommend writing as therapy. And if that is what you're doing, it can do us so much good. It really can. So I'd really like you to congratulate yourself if that's what you're doing, because you're running away from burnout or stress from a very difficult job that you're doing or a difficult caring situation that you're in. Please do congratulate yourself for that and enjoy the fact that you're using writing as therapy. And if you're on the publishing journey, congratulations for knowing that that's what you're on and good luck with it as well. Just make sure you do the training that helps lead towards you going to that direction of your publishing journey and take the actions, have the phases that lead you towards that so that you don't find yourself annoyed with yourself for not being able to do a good edit, not being able to get an agent. There is an element of luck in this journey. My agent and I were talking about this last week, that there is a mass of luck in the journey. But there are also things you can do to line up the luck in the right direction for you. All right, I will leave you there. Enjoy discovering what form of motivation you're working with. Happy writing. May the words flow for you. And I'll see you on the next episode. Mm